Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. Christian Clemente here tonight, joined by Jason Caldwell. Jason, I think we're going to start trying to make this our new Tuesday night tradition, maybe a little Tuesday night recruiting podcast, go live, taking comments from the chats, what we've been doing the past couple weeks. Um, Usually Dukes is in. Dukes is uh, out on the road today. But actually, um, if you are not a subscriber over at auburnundercover.com, this is a great opportunity to join. First off, you can join and get the first month for just a dollar. Give us a little test drive. Um, but Dukes is getting a Duke Scoops put together. Either have it out tonight or tomorrow, hopefully. Um, so there's going to be some great intel that you're not going to be able to find out on this podcast, but will be over at Auburn Undercover, uh, courtesy of Dukes here in the next couple of days here. So make sure to check out that. Um, for the folks coming over that are already at o- over at AuburnUndercover.com, really appreciate y'all. Um, we're going to hit like we have been doing, just hitting questions from the chat. Um, so pop in questions. We're going to talk recruiting. Look, if you want to talk football, we can definitely talk football. It was a, it was a big day in terms of player interviews and got to go and watch practice for a little bit as well. Um, so there's, I'm sure there's plenty of people that want to talk about football. Um, and we'll obviously talk about football recruiting. Jason, I think the news that we should probably start with is the most recent. Um, and we already talked about, uh, I guess it happened last week after our show, Kendarius Reddick, when he committed, um, and Nathan and I did a quick little reaction video. Um, so first off, I think just thoughts on your pickup there with Kendarius Reddick and just, you know, we talked with Malik Autry this weekend. Um, you know, he was the first guy to join the 2025 class. Now the 2025 class has five commitments, I want to say. Yeah, five commitments um, in Malik Autry, Ja'Caleb Falk, uh, Jordan Crawford, Spencer Doland, and Kendarius Reddick. And I think it's number six in the 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings. So just real quick before we get into Caleb Harris, just your thoughts on Auburn picking up Kendarius Reddick and really starting to chip away early in that 2025 class. Yeah, I mean, you start – talking about the number one athlete in the country, then that's, that speaks for itself. Um, 
you know, I, I think probably a guy that winds up in the defensive secondary at, at some point, but I mean, it's a guy that's played all over and is really athletic and, and obviously can do a lot of different things. But I mean, it's just a, it's another huge step. You're talking about difference makers that you need difference makers all over the field. And this is another guy that's a difference maker. Obviously, when you start thinking about a guy that's a you know, top 50 player in the country, I think I'll have a chance to, to, to grow that as he moves into his senior year. But yeah, another uh, really, really, really good pickup for what is a, I mean, just a blazing start for that 2025 class. And that's kind of what we expected. Um, 24 gives you a little bit more of an opportunity. And they, I mean, they've got a really good 24 class shaping up already. 25 is where you got a chance to build even more relationships. And they've had time to kind of get to know some of those younger guys before they really had already made decisions. I mean, we're looking in 24, even in 25, Ryan Williams, some of these guys are already committed really before these guys got a chance to kind of get into the game. Um, but no, this is a, I think a really big pickup when you start talking about a guy of that caliber in terms of his athletic ability for sure. Yeah. And then a year before Kendarius Riddick um, is set to join Auburn, Auburn picked up Caleb Harris, um, the Thompson safety DB. I don't even really want to call him a safety, just versatile DB um, is what I've been referring to him as um, they land his commitment on Monday. That's something that we've been hinting at over at Auburn Undercover for quite a while now, really since we went to go and see him play. We went and saw Thompson play against, oh gosh, should we see them play? Clay Chalkville. Um, and he was he, he was outstanding. Um, and you know, this is a guy, Jason, that you've seen play a ton. I got to see play a couple of times last year when we went to go see Tony Mitchell play. He was already a pretty good player. He's taken his game up a level. He's gotten bigger. Um, and I think that really helped, you know, Auburn's been recruiting him all along, but that really helped Auburn's chances, uh, or I should say his chances of landing at Auburn. Um, and that strong play really ends up landing him in Auburn's class in short order. Yeah. You know, I spoke to Mark Freeman last night, um, following Caleb's, Caleb's commitment. And, um, you know, he said, Hey, people were, were recruiting him at the wrong position. And it's something we talked about. On the way home from Alabaster that night, I, I thought, man, this guy could be Eugene Asante. I mean, he could be an attacking linebacker that could be kind of a linebacker slash box safety slash that star position. Um, and I think that's who he is. Um, can he play safety? Absolutely can. But this is a guy that's physical. Is going to be he's probably going to be six two two ten by the time he's done. But he can really run and get downhill. He can cover. He can do a lot of different things. I mean, he, heck, he returns kickoffs for Thompson. This is a Thompson team that's had a bunch of good players and still does. I mean, this guy's their kickoff return guy. And so that tells you something about his athleticism. And so, uh, you know, again, I've been watching Caleb a long time. And last year had a, a broken – I think it was a broken hand or a wrist or whatever. So he was in a club for a lot of the year, and that really impacts your play. He's been all over the field this year for this team. And, Look, he leads the team in tackles as a safety, yes. and it's not—it's not because the defense is bad and guys are getting back to the second level. It's because yeah. he's coming up and making an impact. Yeah, and and you know, Freeman said, "Look, if we had, you know, you know, if they had Peter Woods and some of the guys they've had the last few years, then Caleb's probably playing an outside linebacker spot and probably attacking. They can't afford that really with this group right now, so they're having to kind of play him more of a kind of a deep safety, um, and so." Yeah, just I, I think a, an outstanding pickup for Auburn. Um, one of those guys that I, I, you know, you see star rankings, all those things, and we both believe he's he's a guy that's probably a four star type guy. 
Um, he might get there, he may not, but he's a guy that I think is going to help. And I mean, you know, seeing people kind of throw around some different things and, you know, kind of Daniel Thomas is kind of one of those guys that maybe people will compare him to. It could be a good comparison, a guy that, you know, Daniel probably had even lesser attention than Caleb did, but Caleb's a guy that had some, some early, big early offers, but obviously Auburn kind of, it took them a little while to kind of get back to that point again. And when they did, they came full, you know, full speed. And, um, you know, like I said, one that we've been waiting on now for, for, for quite a while. And uh, I think a good one for Auburn to add to that secondary group. Yeah. Y'all that are here in the live chat um, on YouTube, make sure to keep dropping questions late and we'll get to yours in a second. Um, but I want to kind of naturally go over to, sorry, got a message, uh, over to Laquan Robinson, the other safety um, that was on campus, um, the JUCO safety. He was on campus for an official visit, um, originally from Greenville, Alabama, now playing at Holmes Community College. Jason, this is a guy we've talked about for uh, for quite a while now. Um, had him on commit watch for quite a while. Still have him on commit watch. Think that could happen. Um, well, we know, you know he said that he's planning to announce a commitment um, between Auburn, Texas A&M, and Old Miss within the next two weeks or so. Um, he tentatively set November 2nd as his commitment date, put in pencil on the calendar, not necessarily sharpied in quite yet, um, but all signs point to him joining Auburn's class within the near future here um, and shoring up that secondary. You know, we saw Jalewis Solomon end up decommitting there at cornerback and Auburn went separate ways with Jaden Lewis. Now you're picking up guys that you like quite a bit in Caleb Harris and probably going to pick up Laquan Robinson and then still keep swinging on a KJ Bolden and a Zaquan Patterson. So I just want to touch on him as well. Let's get into some of these questions that are here from the chat. Leighton, um, should Auburn be favored in the next four games, maybe besides at Arkansas? What is the chance to sweep? Um, it would fix the optics by getting to seven wins even before the Iron Bowl. I mean, we know Auburn's favored against Mississippi State. They yeah. should be favored against Vandy. The way Arkansas be, continues to play, I think it, they'll be favored or it'll be a toss-up. It'll be close. To, it, a lot of depends on the next two weeks. Um, yes. Can Auburn's offense show some signs of life? Can they get a little tempo and rhythm going in the passing game? And they do that, and Arkansas is off. They just replaced an offensive coordinator playing at Florida next week after Florida, Georgia. Um, I think it all depends on what what transpires in the next couple of weeks about being favored. But as far as Auburn's opportunity, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think there's absolutely an opportunity to win the next four games. This is kind of this kind of way I had this this schedule kind of setting up. I thought they had a chance to win one of these games, but you know, we talked about it before the year. I thought this was a seven and five team that might have a chance to get to eight and four. Here's where you have to make some hay if you're Auburn. Did I think it would look different than it does right now? Absolutely. I thought the offense would be moving the ball and doing some things. I thought the defense would really struggle. It's been the opposite of what I thought. But yeah. as far as where they are, this is about where I thought they would be right now. Let's see, question from Kyle here. Any notable visits for the Mississippi State game? There are certainly some guys. I don't think it's going to be – it definitely won't be the Georgia. It definitely won't be the Ole Miss. won't be the Iron Bowl that you'll see. The interesting thing is uh, some guys have said that they have to take the ACT or the SAT this weekend. Um, I know Jalen Crawford said he's got two, Perry Thompson as well. So that might be affecting some of these guys that can actually make it to campus. Um, probably the two most intriguing ones. The most intriguing is probably Ryan Montgomery, um, the quarterback out of Finley up in Ohio, the 2025 quarterback. You know, Auburn didn't make his initial top five kind of list. I think he put it out in August or something. 
Um, but the new staff has really, really started to press him as one of those top 2025 quarterback options. So him and his family are going to come down for the game. Um, and that's that'll be really interesting. It'll be really interesting to figure out where he sits on the board. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about KJ Lacey at some point on the show tonight as well. Those two guys, a guy like George McIntyre out of Nashville. The 2025 quarterback is still the board is still a little unclear, um, but he's he's one of those guys to keep an eye on. And then the other one that was really, really interesting, you know, Jason talked to him after the game, Jaden Perlotti, Georgia linebacker commit um, out of Buford, who flirted with Auburn, was there for Big Cat weekend, teased that there could maybe be some news in the next couple weeks. Nothing ended up happening, um, but he showed up at Auburn for the Georgia game, yeah. was back for Ole Miss, and he said, look, I'm down here more than y'all think. I really like it. There's a reason I keep coming down here. Um, he said that he was planning to come back this weekend, but it wasn't 100%. Um, so there's you know, there's a decent chance that he could be here. Um, and that's a guy that Auburn likes quite a bit. You know, talking with him after the game, he said the same thing after Big Cat weekend. The, the position they're recruiting him at is, quote, defensive player. Um, yep. He said they like him as a as a linebacker, as a potential jack linebacker, yep. maybe even slide back, play safety, play star, whatever. The What he said was that the coaches told him, if you can learn a position, you can play it. So that's a guy that there aren't too many targets higher on the board for Auburn on the defensive side of the ball in 2025 than Jaden Perlotti. And if he's back for a second straight week, Jason, that'd be pretty intriguing. Yeah, you're right. And I honestly think he winds up probably being a pass rusher before it's over because he's long. He and, and he's still just a junior in high school. He's probably going to gain 30 or 40 pounds by the time he's done. I think he's a guy that probably is one of these guys that's, you know, 6'3", 235, 240, can play kind of classic linebacker, but it's going to be a speed guy off the edge, do some of those things. He's really athletic and obviously plays at a at a outstanding program against really good competition. So, um, yeah, you mentioned about him, you know, being down there a bunch. This guy that has um, one of his best friends, a guy that's that has grown up in Auburn around his parents who are Auburn people, and and you know he's close with them, and he gets a chance to see Auburn and hear Auburn and and pays attention to Auburn. That's a big deal. And so, uh, you know, this summer we thought it might be imminent that he that he might flip a commitment to Auburn. Um, Auburn's still working and got a long way to go, but. Yeah, I mean, Auburn, I think, is absolutely in the mix with, with, with this George commitment at the moment. Well, and here's the interesting thing. We've seen it in the 2024 class. Josh Aldridge gets his guys for the most part. He was a huge part in getting Joseph Phillips there in kind of the last second when Auburn had to make a last-second surge to beat Georgia. He flipped Demarcus Riddick from Georgia while beating Alabama in the process. And DJ Barber is a guy that Josh Aldridge and this Auburn staff absolutely love he's one of the lowest rated commitments they think in their mind that he's one of the highest rated commitments they absolutely love him as a future mike linebacker for this defense so he's obviously the primary recruiter right now for Jaden perlotti and he's been very successful um so those are two of the main ones kyle to answer your question notable visits we'll have more on that later in the week more on uh you know visitors for the mississippi state game over at auburnundercover.com Here's another good question from Layton. Guys, keep dropping your questions in the chat. We'll go for another 15 minutes or so. Let's see. Please talk about the talented edge slash linebacker Jamonte Waller with conflicting reports of the solidness of his commitment to Florida. Jason, uh, you know, Jamonte Waller back for his second straight Auburn home game, there for the Georgia game, back for the Ole Miss game. This was a picture that you got of him at Tiger Walk. 
Um, for the second straight game, he declined to do interview requests, which is perfectly fine. Um, but him being there is kind of what you need to know. Um, and him being back at the football facility on Sunday um, and spending the weekend there and getting more time with the coaches is some, it, it says a lot. It says a lot. Um, this is a guy that the whole, the whole time it's been Jamonte Waller and Joseph Phillips. Those are the guys that they've really wanted at Jack linebacker. Um, they would not give up on Phillips and they landed his commitment. And now they're you know kind of dead set on changing Jamonte Waller's mind from Florida. I, I'm not quite there yet, but I do think Auburn is headed in a pretty solid direction here, Jason. I agree. I, I think, you know, obviously this is a guy that we've loved since we saw him in January or February, whatever it was in, in Carrollton at that uh, Under Armour uh, next event. Um, dynamic pass rusher, not the classic 6'4", long, rangy guy, but a guy that can really turn the edge and, and, and get after it. And the Mississippi connection has always been the one. It's always what we've talked about. It's always been the the kind of thing that's been there for Auburn. You know, Jeremy Gare with his background in Mississippi and Hugh Freeze with his background in Mississippi and how important that was that 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 they had that that bond. Um I agree. I'm not quite there yet. He's always he's liked Auburn. He liked Auburn when he committed to Florida. Um can they finish it off? Um I, I think they'll have a shot. Uh if they do obviously it would be, you know, just a monster addition when you start talking about trying to add more explosiveness to the pass rush group. You get him and Joseph Phillips in this group and the things they can do with, with Riddick at linebacker and some of those guys. And all of a sudden you've, you've helped yourself tremendously if you're Auburn. Um, yeah. The opportunity to play early is going to be there. And so um, is that, is that a huge factor? I, I think it could be, uh, but yeah, that, that Mississippi connection is probably the biggest thing here. Um, I, I think We'll know, in my opinion, we'll know about this one um, before this regular season's up. If he's back for the Iron Bowl and and if he's doing some of those things, then then I think that would be a pretty big sign, and I think there's a chance of that. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, that's the thing. Um, and I was talking with Blake Alderman over at Swamp 247, our Florida affiliate. 
Um, and I believe Florida's yeah, Florida plays Florida State that weekend. Um, yeah. He's supposed to be he's supposed to be back in Florida, or he's expected back in Florida. Obviously, it's easier to get to Auburn. But if nothing has happened with Jamonte by that weekend, where he is and where he visits could be could be a pretty decent indication. Again, Auburn's easier to get to than it is to get to Gainesville from where he is in Mississippi. Um, but sometimes you have to follow the visits and see where it goes. Um, Florida's obviously fighting really hard to stay, stay holding on to his commitment. Um, another interesting note on Jamonte Waller that I didn't really realize, but Austin Armstrong, um, the defensive coordinator at Florida, has been recruiting Jamonte Waller since he was at Southern Miss. Um, so this is they've had a long-standing relationship, and this is one you know, we talk about the 24 class and having to play catch up a little bit. Austin Armstrong has technically been recruiting this guy for a while because he was at a previous school recruiting him. Jeremy Garrett and these guys have not really been recruiting Jamonte Waller at all until now. Let's see. We'll go down the board here to the next question from AU All Day. How do you all feel about our chances with Ryan Williams if he reclassifies to 2024? Jason, I'm just going to open it up to you because I want to get your immediate thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, for a long time I thought that it it might make it more difficult for Auburn. Uh, I'm kind of turning a little bit that it, it might make it a little bit better for Auburn because of the Mobile connections, because of you know Bryce Kane, because of Perry Thompson, and the opportunity to maybe play with those guys. Um, uh, you know, the, here's the thing we look at. We, we got a picture, and his, his dad in there with him, obviously teammate, uh, KJ Lacey, just to the right. The question is going to be for him, um, do I want to come, come to Auburn and start something or do I want to be the next guy in Tuscaloosa? I think that's that's the question. Um, and I don't know that he knows the answer to that right now. For a while it's been I want to be the next guy because Auburn absolutely wasn't even an option. Auburn's now an option. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still torn on this one a little bit. I think Auburn's absolutely in the picture. Um, we've talked to him enough to know and seen – Sometimes actions speak louder than words. I think his actions speak of of how much he really likes this coaching staff. Can, in my opinion, this is just it. Can Auburn show him enough in the last five games from a passing game standpoint to go, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. We need you to push it over the top. I think that could be a factor for this one. Normally I don't say that. I do think it could be a factor for this one. Um, I don't think wins and losses are that big of a deal, but I think knowing that, hey, we're going to go get the football to our wide receivers and we're going to put those guys in space and let them make plays, I think it's. I think Auburn's going to have to show a little bit there to to because other teams are going to go, I know they're telling you this, but look, they're not doing it. I, I, I think that's what it's going to take for me. Well, I think another interesting factor too is, you know, Jason, we, we finally got some stuff on the record um, from Ryan this weekend about the potential of reclassifying. You know, he talked about how if he does do it, he'll announce something in December. He'll announce something in December one way or the other, whether or not he's sticking in the 2025 class or reclassifies up to 2024, but then he won't sign in December. Um, he'll take unofficial visits. He'll take his official visits. Um, you know, that's if he does reclassify and then he would sign in February. So you would have, the other thing is you, you want to show something on the field the other thing is you'll have a full transfer portal cycle um, by that point before the February signing day. 
to reshape the roster a little bit? Do you go out and get a quarterback? What does the quarterback situation look like? Alabama could be in the same situation. I don't know. Maybe they're sticking with, maybe they decide they want to stick with Jalen Milrow. Maybe they go out and get a guy. Maybe Peyton Thorne looks good down the stretch of the season or Robbie Ashford starts clicking or something. And Auburn doesn't got to get go out and get a guy. There's so much unknown, but it's going to be if he ends up reclassifying. January is going to be the Ryan Williams month. It's the Ryan Williams sweepstakes in January. Um, it's going to be wild when you think about Auburn still recruiting Camp Coleman, Ryan Williams there. It, it's going to become a, a full blown. Just you're, you're right. It's going to be a melee, um, even in December. If it could happen by the end, you know, like there's going to be lots of things go on there that'll be pretty wild. It's yeah, it's going to be a you know that will say must see TV. It would be must see recruiting, and uh, we'll be making some trips to Mobile. I have a fever. Yeah, um, the other thing that was noteworthy with Ryan was he he did spend the whole weekend in Auburn, um, and that's the second time that's happened. Now he did the same thing for the Georgia game. Came up on Friday, watched Auburn practice. Um, they really only walked through for the most part on Friday, but did that. Um, he spent all of Friday really with Marcus Davis, including after practice. Um, and then he was back on Sunday meeting with the coaches as well. And that's the plan for the Iron Bowl as well when he'll be back on campus. You know, he's been to, a, uh, I think, four Alabama games so far this year. He'll be back in Alabama next weekend for the LSU game. Um, but it's it's certainly noteworthy that he's coming up and spending whole weekends um, in Auburn as well. Let's hit this question here from TJ, Tyler Justice. Do you think there's an emphasis to get Perlody in the class now to use it as a tactic in pulling KJ Bolden from Florida State? I hadn't really considered that. Um, if it happens, it would be a a fortunate circumstance. I don't think it's why they're after Perlody. I think they like him because he's a really good player. Now, if it has an impact on KJ Bolden, I think that's I think that'd be great. I think I they want think both of them. You know, yeah, if they got, I don't think they taking. I don't think they would take Perlody in hopes of adding KJ Bolden. No, I don't think that's what this is about. Yeah, and I don't think that's necessarily what Tyler was referring to either. I think he was just saying, you know, would it help?" And it, I, if you got, if you somehow got KJ Bolden, it would probably help with Jaden Perlody. Yeah, either if you somehow got Jaden Perlody, it would probably help with KJ Bolden. So it, I don't think it would hurt. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I absolutely. Thinking, I'm sorry. Speaking of, uh, wouldn't hurt. Um, Pat, does Jordan Crawford help with the other Parker recruits possibly following? Neem Offord was back on campus this weekend. Jeremiah Beeman is a big target for Auburn um, to try and flip from Alabama again um, in the 2024 class. Uh, the Parker Trio, as it's kind of been labeled now, um, got the chance to talk with Jordan a little bit. A man a few words, um, but talked with him Saturday after the game, and he said that those are two guys that he's really working on. And Jason Naeem is a a kid that we've seen grow up a little bit from the from the time he visited last year for a game and built his 24-7 profile and he had a handful of offers and he looked pretty young to now he's five star and one of the highest rated players and most sought after recruits in the country in 2025. And obviously Jeremiah Beeman is a huge target as well. I might say that Auburn is an early leader for Naeem Offer like the early leader, I might go that far. It's close. And it, I don't think it's even remotely close to him making a decision. I just think right now with Zach Etheridge and with Hugh Freeze, Auburn has put itself in a really good spot. And Jordan Crawford certainly doesn't hurt. I agree. I think they're right there. You're right. And I, yeah, it doesn't feel like name offers anywhere close to a decision. Jordan Crawford's a guy that 
um, is, I won't say quiet, but he's fairly quiet. And I think he, he was like, hey, this is where I want to go. I love these guys. Um, you know, and I think it was the, the time for him to do it. I think Nam offered a guy that wants to, to kind of see what's out there. He's going to have a whole lot of opportunities. But, yeah, it, it, if it were to have an impact and you were to land a couple of these guys, um, you, you think about the, the, the possibilities of, of adding Beeman um, and having him and Keldrick Falk that kind of blanket defensive ends on a defensive line with, you know, Joseph Phillips and, and Demarcus Riddick and, and DJ Barber and some of those guys, all of a sudden you start looking at a potential front seven for the next couple of years that can be a absolute game changer for Auburn football. And so um, I think if you're Auburn, that's absolutely what you're selling. You're going, look, Hey, we can have, just a monster front seven when you think about Malik blocked and committed and um, you know, some of these other guys, I mean, like they had the potential to really push it over the top. If you were to add a guy like Jerry Bob Beeman in this class, um, obviously name offered just a big time player. Yeah. I mean, if you're Auburn and you go, Hey, if you could start a pipeline to Parker right now with a job that, that they've done up there. Um, and, and an interesting side note and tidbit is that Frank Warren jr. Is the head coach at, Parker. Um, yes, that is Frank Warren that played defensive line at Auburn, played NFL for a long time. One and the same. And we figured that out when we went, went to went to Parker this May. And I'm like, hey, Frank Warren. And he goes, Yep, that was that's it. And and so we talked a little bit about about Frank Warren. So um, so there is a, a fondness. Hey, the secretary in the school walked in and, and we walked in and said we covered Auburn for 24-7 network. She stepped up and said, All right, now you're welcome. Come on in. Um it, there's a little bit of an Auburn feel in that school somewhat, even though it's, you know, Jeremiah Beams committed Auburn, I mean, committed Alabama. But, uh, yeah, getting Crawford definitely doesn't hurt if you want to start to open the door a little bit there. Here's a good question that we can hit real quick from Leighton again. Um, which 2024 tight end do you think most likely signs with Auburn? I might go as far as to say Kylan Fox, who was on campus this past weekend. Um, obviously, Roger Saliapaga from Utah as an option, but I think Oregon is the trending team there, but he will be back on campus for an official visit for the Iron Bowl. Amir Jackson, the Florida commit is still an option, um, but I'm just not sure of the traction there as right now. You know, there's some, but I, I want to see a little bit more, if that makes sense. Caleb Odom, the Alabama commit is another name as well. Um, and then Michael Smith, who's committed to South Carolina, but I think Kylan Fox is an interesting one. Um, he declined yeah. to interview, but he was on campus this weekend and, um, you know, someone close to him said said that he'll be back for an official visit as well from Grayson. I think this would be a very realistic option for Auburn at tight end. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, after the Georgia game, you kind of go, okay, Caleb Odom, that sounded like everything you want to hear. Um, but it just, it just hasn't felt like that was a, a real true option for Auburn. Then maybe I'll change my mind if, if he shows back up and, and, and does something again. But I would say that you're right. I think Colin Fox is a guy that, that I could see, you know, fitting in here. Did they go find a, you know, another guy too? I mean, I don't know. I think there's some options there, but I think that would probably be one for sure. Let's see, we're at 28 and a half minutes. So we'll hit a couple more questions. Y'all get a couple, maybe lightning round ones. We can um, go through. Here's a good one from Auburn fan. Um, one, two, three. Do you think there is a chance with Cam Coleman back on campus this weekend ends up having to leave a little bit early 
but he was there with his little brother, who's already been to an Auburn game this year. This was Cam's first. Um, and his mom was there for the first game with Bobby Coleman. His mom was back um, with Cam and Bobby uh, this past weekend. You know, the only thing we were able to get because he did leave early was you know, we talked with Perry Thompson. And Jason, we saw Perry Thompson and Demarcus Riddick pretty much spending all of Tiger Walk with Cam Coleman and Ryan Williams, guys that they were working on. Um, but Perry said that Cam told him, y'all have a 50-50 shot. Now, I put that up on the board and I said, you can believe what you want. I'm just relaying the information. That's all I can tell you. Um, in, in terms of the question, do you think there's a chance? Obviously, there's always a chance. Do you think there's a realistic chance? I think you have a better chance with Ryan Williams than with Cam Coleman, in my mind. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting to see if if that visit had an impact um, in, in the bond with those guys in this class, how much that could, could play into things. And again, I think it I think, as I say with Ryan Williams, I think a lot of it come down to making some plays in the passing game and just kind of showing a little something going, look, it's going to be there. We just got to have more guys. Right now it does – you know, I don't know that these guys feel like it's even going to be there, and, and that's got to be a concern. I think it's probably some of it. I think it, I think it is. I, I think I think guys like Perry Thompson and Bryce Kane know that, hey, look, that it, it's a matter of getting on campus and, and adding some talent to that room. Um and so you look at a guy like Cam Coleman now. The, the interesting thing is, is that he he been to Colorado. Um, has he really been anywhere else other than A and M? That's that's that, it. That, uh, no, he went to Alabama for the Texas game. But I mean, yeah. everybody in the South went to that game. Correct. I think it. I, I don't think Alabama is a serious contender at the moment. I think Auburn is is probably the other contender with Texas A and M. Can you sway him from there? I think that's going to be the one. Um, Getting him back on campus be a big deal. He knows Auburn. He's been a bunch. I don't. So I don't think that's as as important. But I, I think, hey, get him a little something to to chew on in the passing game would would be a big deal there. I I probably lean a little bit more towards Ryan Williams as well. But Cam is a guy that Chris we've been talking to for three years. We've been watching him. He he has a fondness for Auburn. He likes this place. Um, I, I don't know. I, if 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 I woke up tomorrow and somebody said, "Hey, he's going to change his mind," it would not it wouldn't blow me away. I'm, I'll say that. I, I you know, it's, there's some that might shock me. That one wouldn't really shock me just because of knowing him and knowing you know how much he likes Auburn. Jason, I think you hit the nail on the head, and I just want to say this real quick. I think the the two things with Camp Coleman: can you show something on offense, and what happens at Texas A and M? Is what happens with Jimbo Fisher? What happens with that staff? Um, I don't know what Texas A&M's record is to this point, um, but it's not great for what they were necessarily hoping for. Um, so I think those are the two most important factors. Um, NIL and some other factors involved as well, but relationships are good at both schools. Um, hope to get him back on campus. You probably will get him back on campus for the Iron Bowl. Um, and so We'll see what happens, but I still kind of stand by my statement that I think Ryan Williams, if he were to reclassify to 2024, is a little bit more of a realistic option. Uh, we will hit this question super quick from Tanner. Does the offensive ineptitude hurt our chances with offensive recruits? We don't have an identity. That's kind of what we just touched on a little bit. It doesn't help, um, but there, it also certain guys see it as an opportunity to come right. in and play right away as well. The thing you guys have to keep in mind, and I put this on the board, um, on Saturday night is recruits don't watch the game the same way as fans do. They're watching from a different mindset. 
Um, and so they're going to take things a little bit differently. So I, that's kind of a non-answer, Tanner, but it hurts. It, it depends on the guy and it depends on how they view things a little bit. Here, here's Yeah, here's the, the other part of it. You know, they go in there and, and, and say, hey, look, we're sh- I'm going to show you what happens if we have you at wide receiver. Look at this play, this play, this play, and this play. You make that play if you're here. We we can do this, but if you're here, something we can't do now. Those are things that that you don't know. We don't know. Um, obviously, I mean, it's such a different game because, and it's it's why, and, I'll, and I'm going to take a shot at this, and people might get mad, but like Pro Football Focus, for example, they're grading film. Well, how do you grade film if you don't know what the play call is? You can't do it. It's impossibility. It's just like trying to figure out why who made a mistake on a play. Now, if a guy drops the ball, you can say that hey, that's his mistake. Play one Saturday looks like oh that's a bad play by the offensive line. Robbie Ashford lost three yards. Hugh Freeze says, "Look, it was supposed to be a give. It would have been a play." Robbie Ashford said today, "Hey, I made a mistake." Those are things that you don't know unless you're in the room, unless you make the play call. Those are things that they can tell recruits going, look, here, look, we can do this, this, and this if we have you here. Do I think they need to do more of that? You know, they need to make, I think we just talked on it. More production would be great. But you also can go, look, we don't have you. We need you to do this. That's a selling point as well. Let's hit this question real quick um, from Pat in the chat. Real quick, chances on DeAndre Carter. Um, obviously, Auburn's offensive line commit. I would highly recommend going over to auburnundercover.com and checking out what our guy Greg Biggins put up on the website. He's kind of our West Coast recruiting guy, one of the couple guys we have at 24-7 Sports. He had a really good update talking with DeAndre Carter, um, but there's a you know, there's a good chance that DeAndre could end up at the Iron Bowl. Auburn's really trying to get him back on campus for that. Texas is obviously trying to get him to flip before that even happens. So that one's been going back and forth, swinging back and forth a little bit since he officially visited Texas um, there at the end of September. But Auburn's fighting, trying to hold on, um, and we'll see kind of what happens from there. I want to touch on this super, super quick, but Brian Taylor, he was the other official visitor. I think that needs to be touched on, the JUCO defensive lineman. He had a really, really good time. He's not in a rush quite like Laquan Robinson. Not that Laquan Robinson is in a rush. Um, Brian Taylor hasn't really made up his mind quite like Laquan has. Um, and so he's still going to take some official visits. He'll go to Georgia. He's hoping to go to Florida, planning to go to Tennessee, might go to Mississippi State as well. Um, but I think Auburn exited the weekend. I think they entered the weekend in a really good spot, and I think they exited the weekend in an even better spot. Really close friends with Dylan Wade. They played together in high school. Um, and so he was his player host. Really, really likes Jeremy Garrett. He said that he's the best defensive line coach that he's ever really talked to. He said that this weekend – spending time with Jeremy Garrett, learning things on film and stuff. He said he learned more this weekend than he has the last two years um, at Blinn College out there in Texas at his JUCO. So um, just really want to touch on him real quick, but I think we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah, yeah, Leighton in the chat, the last Blinn College guy was a hit to say the least. Uh, yeah, definitely was for Auburn. Um, and so we'll see what happens with Brian Taylor, but I think they're in a good spot. Jason, I think we'll wrap it up there unless there's anything that I'm missing. I think we've talked about the main guys. There's a ton that we could have talked about. You know, I, Micah DeBose was there. Yeah. Um, Nate Marshall, who I wrote about today, a top 30 player from Illinois, made the trip down defensive lineman in 2025. Uh, again, it was a loaded weekend. We've seen it really since this Auburn staff has gotten here. They've gotten guys on campus, 
And overall, they've been pretty successful in getting a good chunk of the top guys that they want to their recruiting classes. And that was, again, the case this past weekend. Yeah, and and, and the thing that I think people need to understand is it is is 180 from what it's been the last two years. And obviously people have seen that already, but on game day Saturday, he freezes is, is talking to recruits before games. And he, you mentioned, you know, Cam Coleman getting, getting talked to, but he freeze stopped and talked to him for three minutes and held up tiger walk. Like, yeah. like they were waiting on him to get everybody through. And he stopped and talked to guys on the way in, hugged people and recruits and, and parents that's right now the groundwork that's being laid in recruiting and it's going to pay off. Um, and that's the lifeblood of a program. It's, it's what has been missing from Auburn and it's what's coming. Um, not as quickly this year as people, some people have hoped for. We'll see if they can turn it around now and, and start to get a little momentum on the field, but there's momentum in recruiting. And I think there'll be even more coming in uh, weeks and months ahead. Yeah, those are some of the biggest wins you can get this season in recruiting, building up the future. Uh, appreciate everyone that hopped in on the YouTube live stream. Uh, really enjoy taking y'all's questions. I think that's way more enjoyable than us just talking and going through different guys. But um, appreciate everybody that hopped in. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube, make sure to go and do that down below. We're on the push for 9,000 subs. That doesn't cost y'all anything. Um, and you can keep up with all the content we have. Look, we had every player video interview that we talked to today. Jay Fair, Caleb Burton, Connor Liu, uh, Plankton Mentality from Jalen Simpson, the quarterbacks. Uh, I think I'm missing another guy as well. Maybe not, uh, but we had a, we had all of them. You can go and check it on the yeah, – uh, Did you get Jay Fair? I might have missed him. Jay Paris, Fair, yeah. uh, Eugene Asante. Eugene Asante, that's who I was missing. Mm -hmm. but, but they're all on the YouTube channel. So if you guys are watching this and you want to go watch those player interviews – they were some insightful interviews, especially the quarterbacks. Everyone wants to see what the quarterbacks um, have to say, and we got both of them today. So make sure to subscribe to the YouTube for all that content that we put out every single week, which is totally free on YouTube. If you're listening to this as a podcast, appreciate it. And if you want to come and join us live, we're going to try and do this pretty consistently on Tuesday at 830 um, Central Time. So again, really appreciate everybody, and we will catch you guys in the next one. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.